LunaticMania.com. Quick Rants, episode 44, The Legend of Willie O'Dallum. We all have that friend, that guy who always has a better story to tell and is only listening to your tale so that he can tell you his story. Won 50 bucks on a scratch-off ticket, he won 500. Saw Tristan Thompson in the store yesterday, he had cognac with fucking LeBron James. Picked up the hot chick at the bar, shit son, he once hooked up with Taylor Swift after her last concert. Her latest single about the man who broke her heart for the 87th time is all about their one night stand. Today's rant is going to be a little different than usual because today I'm going to tell you all the tale of the legend of Willie O'Dallum. Names have been changed. In some cases that is to protect the innocent and in some cases it's because I don't want to be sued or possibly killed. So, our tale begins long ago in old Northfield town, where there once lived a man named Willie O'Dallum. Willie was just plain better than you, and you needed to know it. Well, Willie wasn't actually better than you. He was only 19 years old, and he'd accomplished jack shit in life. But his parents were better than yours, and you needed to know about that. They founded a famous local bar, and if you didn't know it, you did within six minutes of meeting him. Willie also had a temper. The kind of temper that made you wonder if all the missing neighborhood pets were really missing or somewhere in the vicinity of his backyard in the ground. The most common manifestation of Willie's temper was that the kid could curse. Often, the walls of Northfield Billiards would reverberate with the cries of stupid motherfucking cock-sucking goddamn bitch-ass shit-eating dick-licking cunt bastard of a nine-ball fucking rattled out of the damn pocket. You just got lucky as fuck, Kenny. I had him, cheese. Mind you, Willie missed the shot by a diamond, or for non-pool players out there, about a mile. But damn, that is some impressive cursing. You see, I had time to write that shit out, and I actually had to practice that about three or four times before I could get it out clearly. But Willie, Willie could just rattle off a 30-second string of curses like that on the spot without repeating himself. Hey, hey, Willie, swear for a while and go. Bam. That's a really rare talent to actually be able to do that. But I digress. The point of this story is not Willie's temper or his lack of ability to play pool. Many people, including the host, have those things in common. No, Willie's legendary ability was with stories. And today, I'm going to recount three of them for you. At some point prior to a nine-ball tournament at the pool hall, someone was relaying a story to the group about a fight they'd been in recently. Time and age have erased that story from my mind, but suffice it to say, the storyteller had won a pretty badass fight. But as soon as the story was complete, Willie jumped up and stole the floor. You'd think that was something. Let me tell you about this fight I got in during school. The kid was about 6'3", 200 pounds, a big muscle-bound guy. He can bench press 330. Well, I was walking to my desk and out of nowhere, he blindsided me with a shot to the face. Then he hit me with three punches straight to my throat. Two more punches to the face and I fell to my knees. Then he kicked me in the mouth with his steel-toed boots and I fell face down on the floor. Thinking he'd won the fight, he walked away. I stood up brushed off my shirt, wiped the blood from the corner of my mouth, spit out a tooth, smiled and said, my turn. He was shaking. He couldn't believe I was standing. And I hit him one time in the face and knocked him out cold with one punch. He went to the hospital. I stayed in school and went to all my classes that day. No, Willie. No, you didn't. 
because you would have died of a crushed windpipe after the third punch to the throat, and even if you didn't, the kick to the teeth with steel toe boots would have knocked out all of your teeth, not just one. And if by some reason you were still alive after all of that, you sure as hell did knock it up and say, my turn. You may have gotten up and said, mashed potato, fart punch, cookie dough, and fallen into a puddle of your own vomit and blood. But hey, sure, you're a Terminator, Billy. Why don't you go save John Connor and leave us alone? Willie wasn't just the best fighter, though. You crashed your car? Well, Willie was in a car crash that was Fast and Furious style and saved a life in the process. Fair warning, this story is graphic. But to truly relate it, I'm not editing any of it. This is the story as told by the legendary Willie O'Dallum. Well, at one point, me, the host, I really couldn't drive. And I probably still can't drive today if you know me. But at one point, I had absolutely zero business driving a car. I had totaled my totally awesome 93 Chevy Cavalier by sideswiping a car on the freeway at 70 miles an hour and crashing it into the barrier. It was one of two moments in my life when I was certain that I was about to die, and my last thought before blacking out and coming to in the middle of the highway facing the wrong way in a state trooper was, this is a dumb way to die. I was explaining the car crash to my friends in the pool room and how it all happened and went down, and of course, Willie was around. Before I could finish telling my account, Willie said, that's nothing. One day, my cousin and I were driving through the metro parks in his souped-up BMW. He got it up to 200 miles an hour. I kept begging him to slow down. Well, we came up over a hill, and the car got airborne, and it crashed and started rolling passenger side over driver side, passenger side over driver side. I watched my cousin's head go through the sunroof and off the concrete eight times. We came to, I didn't have a scratch, and I wasn't even wearing my seatbelt. My cousin was out cold. I think he was dead in arrival. I called 911, and the paramedics tried for 10 minutes to revive him. Then they told me they couldn't. So I punched the paramedic and said, That's my fucking cousin, and you don't give up. And I performed CPR myself for another 10 minutes until I brought him back. Jesus Christ, where do I start? First off, Willie, you probably didn't have a long enough stretch of straight road in the metro parks to get your car to 200 miles per hour. Second off... Not too many BMWs are getting up to 200 miles an hour to begin with back in the day. I mean, you really got to have a fast car to get up to 200 miles an hour. We're talking elite sports car, but whatever. But, Willie, again, you're a fucking Terminator. Because somehow, without wearing your seatbelt, you survived a car crash at 200 miles per hour in which the car got airborne and rolled over eight times. And you're able to walk out of it somehow. It wasn't folded up to an accordion level where you had to have the jaws of life to get you out of the thing. But aside... From you being indestructible and the car kind of being indestructible, in the midst, you know, that it's just a car crash at NASCAR speeds, your visual acuity, Willie, is awesome because you were able to see your cousin's head go through the sunroof and off the road eight exact times while the car and you are flipping. I don't know if any of you have ever been in a car wreck, but I've been in a head-on collision at 25 miles an hour and I hit the barrier at highway speed as I started this part of the rant out with. Let me tell you, the concussive force of those wrecks will instantly overload all of your senses. Auditory, sight, smell, and the only thing you're going to taste is copper. So, no, Willie, even before you punched the paramedic and brought your cousin back to life after the professionals failed for 10 minutes, none of this shit happened. But okay, if you say so, what local chain bar did your family found again? I can't remember because you haven't told the story in the last couple of days. But Willie, though, Willie wasn't just a fighter. He wasn't just a badass, life-saving hero. He was a lover, and women adored him to the point that they could not live if he was not with them. In this third story, well, this is when Willie goes from funny one-upper to psycho creep who might need a restraining order filed against him. 
Willie had a thing for one of the ladies at the pool room. To protect the innocent here, we'll call her Kelly Patterson. The problem is, Kelly didn't like Willie. But Willie, he wasn't about to be deterred and took his greatest trip ever into fantasy land. See, Willie wanted everyone, including Kelly, to know that when he lived in another city too far away for us to verify any of this bullshit, he dated a girl who looked exactly like Kelly. Dead ringer for her. As a matter of fact, she could be her twin sister. Same personality. Didn't just look the same, acted the same, same voice, exact same girl. And you know what? Her name, ready, ready? Her name, crazily enough, was Kelly O. Patterson. That's as creative as you can get to put an O in front of the last name. I mean, yep, he didn't even bother to change her fucking name. We are now at some real stalker level run for your life Kelly shit right here. As the late great Billy Mays would say though, but wait, there's more. Of course, when when Willie moved away to Northfield, Kelly just couldn't go on anymore. She stopped eating. She stopped going to school. She stopped living. Her family checked her into a hospital, and like Padme in Revenge of the Sith, nothing could be done because she had lost the will to live. Such was her love and her yearning for Willie O'Dallum. In a last-ditch effort to save the imaginary Kelly O'Patterson, not to be confused with the real Kelly Patterson, who Willie was trying to win over with this insane love ballad, Kelly O. Patterson's parents called him and begged him to come back and talk to her. Well, of course, Willie the Hero did, gave her an emotional speech about love and life and fighting, and that though they were apart, he would always love her and blah, 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 and she miraculously made a full recovery, lived, and overcame her depression. Yay, Willie! Now, some of you are thinking, Scott, you made all of this up. Seriously, how could you make this shit up? He told the girl he was trying to impress that he dated her twin that had her exact name except for an O in front of the last name and thought it would work. The legend of Willie O'Dallum, people. Nobody knows what happened to Willie. Alas, the greatest pool room ever closed down, and we all went our separate ways. Some say, though, that Willie recently met Neil Armstrong, and when Neil was telling him what it was like to walk on the moon, cut him off and said, let me tell you about the time I walked on the sun. So, Neil, we got in the shuttle, and... This has been a quick rant, a raving lunatic media production. As always, thank you for listening. And to the Northfield crew, if any of you are listening, thanks for some great times and memories. Truly, there will never be another place like it. Raving Lunatic Media! Dot com.